0: Hello and welcome to Who's He TV, and The Mandalorian is back. So, after what seemed an eternity for fans, The Mandalorian is officially back on Disney Plus with Season 3, Chapter 17 The Apostate. And was it worth the wait? Well, let's find out. Beginning with a little recap of the story so far, without mentioning what happened in the Book of Boba Fett, which may confuse some less diehard viewers, the episode gets straight down to business with the Armourer inducting a young Mandalorian into the Children of the Watch. I swear on my name and the names of the ancestors. I swear on my name and the names of the ancestors. That I shall walk the way of the Mandalore. That I shall walk the way of the Mandalore. And the words of the Creed shall be forever forged in my heart. And the words of the Creed shall be forever forged in my heart. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. way when a massive crocodile-like creature attacks the ceremony and we get a scene which to my mind is straight out of a Ray Harryhausen movie. With Mandalorians fighting a losing battle, Din and Grogu flying to save the day in their hot rod version of a Naboo starfighter. And if you're wondering where this ship came from and why Grogu is with him and not Luke Skywalker, you better watch the book of Boba Fett first. However, This is a fantastically well-realised action sequence and for once the CGI for the huge crocodile makes the creature look like it's carrying weight. Now what I mean by that is that sometimes CGI figures look like they're floating over the ground rather than making any impact on the environment. But in this instance, well there's no such worries. But Din's arrival sets in motion the plot for this season and that is his atonement for removing his helmet in season 2. Now, this is where things can get a bit messy for viewers who haven't seen the book of Boba Fett. In that series, the Armourer told Din that he could only be a Mandalorian again if he bathed in the living waters in the mines of Mandalore. So after meeting up with the Armourer again in this episode, she has to restate what he has to do to redeem himself, technically filling the gaps left by the Boba Fett series. You have removed your helmet. What's worse... You did so of your own free will. You are no longer Mandalorian. The creed teaches us of redemption. Redemption is no longer possible since the destruction of our homeworld. But what if the minds of Mandalore still exist? So after setting the scene, this episode basically has the job of setting up the plot threads for this season. We again meet up with Grief Carga, played by Carl Weathers, who has turned Navarro into a prosperous place and also acts as a walking exposition machine. He explains to Din that Kara June has joined Republic Special Forces, thus writing out the character after Gina Carano's right-wing tweets got her fired, and Moff Gideon is set for trial with the New Republic. While we will definitely not see Kara June again, I do expect to see Moff Gideon make an appearance at some point this season. But Din's reason for visiting Grief Karga was to rebuild IG-11, who he last saw sacrifice himself in Season 1. Din believes that IG-11 will be useful in helping traverse Mandalore, but that there is not much left of him. Grief introduces Mando to the Anzelans, who he says can rebuild IG-11. And we've met Anzelans before in the shape of Babu Frick in The Rise of Skywalker we also introduced to some space pirates left by pirate King Gorian Shard, who I thought looked like Swamp Thing. But whether this character was achieved through CGI or makeup, or perhaps a bit of both, I couldn't really tell. But again, looks like we will see this character uh, later on after Mando made his escape. And of course, Din and Grogo meet up at Bo Katan, once again played by Katie Sakov, who has now given up uniting Mandalore and sits brooding on her throne as her forces have scattered. And interestingly, inquires whether Mando still has the Darksaber, which she believes is the key to uniting Mandalore under her. I am here to join you. There's nothing left to join. What have your plans to retake Mandalore? When I returned without the dark saber, my forces melted away. Where is the Stolen Fleet? Making their way through the galaxy as mercenaries. Do you still have the Saber? I do. Then you lead them. Wave that thing around, and they'll do whatever you say. So, with all the setting up that took place, was this any good? Well, I thought it was great. One thing that I haven't forgotten about The Mandalorian is that at its core, it's a space western, and particularly a spaghetti western at that. And that was well realised in the scene on Navarro where Grief and Mando face off against a band of space pirates with a, a duel and a quick shootout. I also enjoyed the comedy elements on Navarro with Grief translating the Anzellans through the world's tiniest door. And what made it funnier was that Mando perfectly understood what the Anzellans were saying anyway. Oh, not no, no, the book. book. Uh, okay. no, not the No, no, the bucket. I don't understand. Do you no, speak at Nando, no, he said he can't fix it. That's no good. I need this one. This one is my friend. It's not friend anymore. <laughs> memory circuit bucket. He says the memory circuit is shot. No we Well, put in a new one. No, 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 one. No. Don't make new one. No. Very hard to find. He said they don't make them anymore. They're very hard to find. I got it. Buy new droid. This one's Poodoo. He says you should get a new one. Also, we have a nice little space battle between Din and the Pirates in an asteroid field, which was a heart back to Django Fett chasing Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones. And was Gorion Shard's ship an old Rebel Alliance hammerhead cruiser? I like to think it was. And we have a nice little nod to the Star Wars Rebels series with Groggles seeing purr whilst they're in hyperspace. Now if you haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, and I really suggest you do, you may be a bit confused as to what was happening, but even though this was a call back to the Rebels series, it also pays forward to the upcoming Ahsoka series, but I won't spoil that for you here. But one thing I will say, all this linking to previous Star Wars series and movies, I do worry that the Star Wars universe is turning into the Marvel universe where everything is linked, and if you miss one film or series, well you're lost, but I suppose with the House of Mouse in charge of both franchises, this was bound to happen. Anyway, and as usual, Grogu steals the show. Whether he's spinning around in Grief Karga's chair or grabbing Anzellan's for a hug, it appears that the character has lost none of its cuteness or its charm. And I'm hoping that Grogu gets as much character development this season as it appears that Mando is going to get. As well as redeeming himself in the eyes of the Children of the Watch, it also looks that he generally does want to help Bo-Katan reunite Mandalore. But I can see these two characters clashing over the Darksaber before any of that is going to happen. But right now, there is no clear antagonist for Din to fight against, and that could take the season into some interesting places. Will it be Moff Gideon, the Pirate King, Bo-Katan, or all three? And will anyone want to use Grogu's burgeoning force powers for their own ends? We have seen before that Groggle will use the dark side of the Force, so will this come into play later on? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. So, despite it being a very short episode, it did pack a lot into its short running time, and I'm for one very much looking forward to what comes next. This is the way.